0: Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Sportkite podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, founder of Sportkite.org, and I want to thank you for tuning in and listening. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, go to BuyMeACoffee.com/sportkite. This podcast is part of the website Sportkite.org, and it's a growing resource for Sportkite flyers and enthusiasts. It is all volunteer run and updated, so every little bit helps. You can also find us on Facebook, and we'd love to hear what you think whether you agree or disagree with what we're saying, or maybe you want to add something. As a reminder, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to us either via Facebook or at infosportkite.org. So in this episode, I answer a question that a listener submitted just a little bit ago, and it's all about flying multi-kites at one time. And so, yeah, uh, just wanted to give a shout out to all of you that have supported us via the buymeacoffee.com slash sport Big, big thank you there. To our friends, uh, Tim, Wayne, Ivo, Appalachian Pilot, another Tim, Morton, Alan, George. All right. So uh, thank you again to all of you that uh, have supported the podcast. It does mean a lot. And yeah, uh, keep the conversations coming. Keep all that awesomeness coming. And uh, we'll keep trying to answer questions as they come in. So let's get back to that question and uh, let's go ahead and get started. All right, so today's question is, occasionally when I'm out on the kite field, I see someone flying two or more kites at the same time. I'd like to know how to do this, but I don't know where to start. So first off, let me preface that I'm fairly certain this person is referencing dual line kites. There are a handful of folks out there that can fly quad line kites um, multiple quad line kites at one time, but I'm most often we're talking about dual line kites, people flying multiple dual line kites at one time. And let me also say that there is a difference between stacks and flying multiple kites. Stacks are all flying off of the same drive lines or fly lines, whereas Uh, flying multiple kites at one time is actually having separate fly lines for each kite. And you can see examples of this if you look online and and look up kite stacks, or if you look up uh, a gentleman by the name of Ray Bethel, perhaps one of the world's uh, most well-renowned multiple kite flyers who uh, recently passed. So let's get back to the question. Uh, Where do you get started with multiple kite flying? So first off, you have to get proficient in controlling and flying the dual line kite with intent. And what I mean by with intent is that you are able to fly circles or predictable patterns in one direction and the other, and you tell the kite where it's going to go. You can take it outside of the wind window or to the edge of the wind window, and then you can bring it back into the power zone. And you can do that with predictability. And once you have that mastered, uh, then you can step it up by transferring your lines to a bar and feel what it's like to fly off of a bar instead of two separate handles. Um, And you kind of repeat the whole process of flying those circles and predictable patterns in both directions and making sure that kind of everything syncs up. And now you take one hand off of the bar and see if you can do that. And you practice the same uh, circles and predictable patterns, both directions, with one hand on that bar by flexing the bar one way or the other. And then you try on the other hand. So... Uh, That kind of then steps into the various methods for flying multiple kites at one time. And for these descriptions, I'll be using kite A and kite B. Kite A will be on your left side. Kite B will be on your right side. So using that bar technique from above, that is pretty much, that's your, your, first method. It's the easiest one. It's the most natural progression. So the lines of kite A, which is on my left side, go to the bar in my left hand and the lines of kite B go to the bar in my right hand. So the left line on kite A is to the left side of the bar in my left hand. The right side of kite A is into the right side of the bar on my left hand, etc. Um, if it helps draw out two diagrams in front of you, and if you could see me right now, I'm doing a lot of hand movements as I'm actually describing this. So, uh, yeah, if you draw something out for yourself, that might help you understand this as I go ahead. All right. So the second method is to have the inside lines of both kites attached to a central point on your waist. The outside line, uh, or in this case, the left line of kite A is in the left hand and the right line of kite A is attached to your waist. And it's kind of the inverse for kite B. So it would be the left line of kite B is attached to your waist and the right line of kite B on your right hand side is in your hand, on your right hand, it's in, in a strap. So thus, you really only need to move your left and your right hand, which are attached to the outside lines of those kites to create the difference in relative length. And that difference in relative length is ultimately what gets you turning. So when you have that difference, that difference is created by uh, controlling the outside wing of each kite. So you're controlling the left wing of kite A on your left side and the right wing of kite B on your right side. That doesn't mean that it's only going to go left and only go right because you do have not only pull turns, but you have push turns so you can push your hands away from you and uh something that's worth noting is the length of the tether from your body to the central attachment point for those inlet side lines it should be long enough so that uh, when the kites are flying in a straight line your arms and hands are at a comfortable distance in front of you and it's allowing enough room for you to pull for a turn without your hand going back past your hips Um, and also it allows for enough space for you to push your hands past it. It's, it's the equal relative neutral space. And for most people, that's about tw- 10, 10 to 12 inches uh, from your waist out to that central tether point. Also for this method, it does help if uh, the fly lines of one kite are actually shorter than the other by about a foot. This prevents uh, tangling when it comes to steering and, and adjusting, and it's something that you can practice with and kind of find what works best for you. So the third method is actually to fly one of the kites off of your hands and fly the other one off of your hips, using your hips as another set of hands. So imagine kite A, My left hand kite the left side goes to my left hand and the right side of that kite goes to my right hand now kite B which is the kite over on my right side the left line of that is gonna go to my left hip and the kite B right side goes to my right hip and so where I can get turning with kite a which is attached to my hands I can get it with the traditional moving my hands back and forth and getting that relative difference in the length of the fly lines in order to achieve that with my hips I do a twist and so and I, I twist clockwise or counterclockwise and that is effectively also creating the difference and kind of a combination of uh, method one and the third method are tend to be the way that people go when it comes to um, stacking it up to, say, three kites. And so you will have one kite, your, your left hand kite will be in your left hand, your central kite will be flown off your hips, and your right hand kite will be in your right hand. I had the chance to actually be witness to a world record attempt for uh, kind of a combination of multi kite flying and stack flying. And that was with a gentleman by the name of Bill Royceus out of Ocean Shores, Washington. And uh, He was flying one stack of kites on his left hand side, one stack of kites off of his hips and one stack of kites to his right hand side. And it's worth noting that the way that Bill does this is he doesn't label it as left, center, right. He actually labeled it as X, Y, Z. That's what worked for him for setting up. So kind of each person has a little bit different and unique way of doing this. and when everything is getting set up and is laid down on the ground, the, the bar that he uses for his left side kite and his right side kite, uh, they look like they're horizontal. But when he is flying, they're actually flying in a vertical position. And so he pushes forward on one side and uh, kind of pulls in on the other and then inverse that and so it's a little bit more like quad flying uh, versus or using his handles more like a quad line handle on the dual line kite than it is uh, keeping those hands uh, horizontal. So to execute a right hand turn with both the left and right stacks he would have to pull the top of the handle towards him and push the bottom away uh, and then twist with his hips uh, so that you know, the right hand or the right side hip goes the correct way. So when you start to look at how different folks that are multiple kite flyer or multiple kite flyers, (laughs) uh, how they approach this, you'll see some differences in personality and flying style. And you really have to find the one that fits how your brain is best connected to your limbs and to the kites that you are flying—that's that's super critical because there is a big difference between, say, the kestrels that uh, Ray Bethel was flying, and the stacks of super bees that Bill Broysius flies uh, currently. Uh, there's a difference in size. There's a difference in flight characteristic, and there's also a difference in approach. Those two gentlemen have um, very different types of skills and, uh, kite flying, uh, background. And so they're going to come to the field slightly differently, but they use a very similar method, uh, with the handle and the hip flying. That's their approach. Now, when you, when you kind of start getting your feel for how you're going to mess around with these kites and kind of fly left and right, and you can do, uh, patterns and circles in the sky and and stuff like that then you start also needing to work on some of the basic tricks or uh, maneuvers that you can do in multi-kite flying so uh, in a way you're multi you are somewhat limited in in true tricking sense you can do things uh, a maneuver that's called refueling that's where the nose of one kite comes up and kind of docks in parallel with the other kite. And so they're nested together and they're flying together in kind of the same space. And it actually looks like they're stacked together. So the flying lines of one kite are resting on the leading edge of the next kite, etc. And you can do loops and maneuvers like that. That's a pretty standard multi-kite uh, trick or maneuver that you'll see as refueling. Landing is a little bit difficult when it comes to multi-kite flying. The, the trend is to take the kites to the edge of the wind window and allow them to just naturally drop out of, out of the power zone and come to the ground into a resting position. There's only been one or two times that I have ever seen or heard about slack line tricks happening with dual line kites. Uh, Is it possible? Potentially, in theory, it might be possible in some way, but uh, because it's really difficult to get the amount of slack that you need and the difference between the two sides, I imagine that it's something that uh, remains up in that highly unlikely to ever fully see slackline tricks with multi-kite flying from a single individual. And that's definitely not to say that, it's, uh, that we haven't seen that skill set develop yet or that no one's capable of it. I believe it's more just from a, a physics standpoint. I am happy to be proven wrong on this one. So if there's anyone out there that can slackline multi-kite, kites while multi kite flying at the same time i would love to see it and please let me know that's at info at uh and you know the the saying goes that if it isn't on the internet if there isn't video or photo proof i don't know that it's happened so uh make sure you get video or photo of that happening we'd love to see that Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sport Kite Podcast. We hope to be bringing you something new every week. We would love to take your questions and bring them to the crew to discuss in one of the future episodes. So if you have a question, why not send it on over to us at info at and yeah, maybe we'll get to it in the next episode. Also, if you have feedback or if you want to share a story, feel free to drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. Well. Until next time, let's go out and uh, fly some sport kites. And remember, always be walking.